Well, I also want to point out our Friday night service that we had. Raise your hand if you were there Friday night. We had a wonderful worship and study night, and Bianca just knocked it out of the park with teaching that night and then leading us in worship. It was just a joy to hear her speak, and Pastor Rick didn't oversee any of what she had presented. That was all from her, and we were so proud of her. And I just know that God is doing a work in each of your lives, and not only in Bianca's life, but in each of your lives, drawing us closer to Him. Amen? So that won't be the last time. I think she hinted at that. And she'll let you know when the next occasion is on a Friday night, most likely. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to actually piggyback on what she spoke on. Little did she know, I had already prepared a message halfway through when it was her time to speak on Friday that I was already going to be speaking on a similar topic. But I want to speak today on what's called a living sacrifice. Everybody say that with me. A living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. Now the word sacrifice may be in your mind. It brings up certain connotations. Some of you may be thinking, biblically speaking, of when Abraham took his son Isaac as, an, as a sacrifice, to offer him as a sacrifice. For others, it may be bringing up something in the past that you've given up as a sacrifice. Well, what is a sacrifice? Sacrifice is that which costs us something in the way we live. It means giving up something I love and cherish possibly for something I love and cherish even more. Anybody ever done that? I think that's all of us. The answer is yes. We have all given up something that we love for something that we love or cherish even more. Or maybe a goal that we are going to get to. And so... I've titled this message, A Living Sacrifice, and I want to invite you to turn to Romans chapter 12, and we're going to read the first two verses. Romans chapter 12, you should have an outline. If you don't have one, raise your hand. One will be given to you. You'll have one, and we have scriptures on the screen. Look at that. PowerPoint's working great. Amen. Well, let's start in Romans chapter 12, and let's read uh, verses 1 through 2. I'm reading out of the New International Version, and it says, Therefore... I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, everybody say then, Amen. you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Amen. I think in some of your other versions, it may start off differently. Uh, I beseech you, brothers. Does that look familiar in the New King James Version? Uh, all the scriptures I have memorized are all in the King James in here, so I can, all, I can recall all the words, uh, but I use the NIV or the NASB usually when I'm studying. Whenever you see the word, therefore, in a scripture, what it's talking about is because of what preceded, what, what took place. And so here in this place, what Paul is saying here is what took place in the previous 11 chapters of the book of Romans. So Romans chapter 12, where he begins here, he's saying, listen, because of what took place in these previous 11 chapters, I'm now telling you this. Does that make sense? He's telling us what it's leading up to. 
The first 11 chapters of the book of Romans we find where doctrine is preached. We, we learn about grace and faith and works and way of salvation in, in the book of Romans. There's the plan of salvation in the book of Romans. And the remaining five chapters of Romans are personal and practical application. How we apply that in our life. And this is what he's beginning to say. Because of what you learned in the first 11 chapters, now I'm going to tell you and teach you how to live it. Amen? How many are thankful for teachers that show you how to live, how to, how to act, and so forth? So the Lord wants us to be transformed people with renewed minds, living to honor and obey Him. Amen? There's nothing worse than those believers that have that bumper sticker that say, I love you, Jesus. And everywhere on the road, on the highway, they're giving people the one-finger salute, right? I mean, I've seen stuff like that before, and it's like, people, please take that bumper sticker off your car. We want to honor and obey Him. Why? Because He wants what's best for you and I. When we honor and obey the Lord, it's going to go well with you. I promise you that. When you honor and obey the Lord, you're actually fulfilling the will of God for your life. Have you figured it out yet? When you don't do that and do as your will dictates, your life crumbles, your life falls apart. And when we honor and obey Him, His will is good and pleasing for you, amen? amen? So He gave His Son to make our new lives possible as new creations in Christ. And because of that, we should joyfully give our lives or become living sacrifices for His service. Amen? Amen? So the question I have for you this afternoon is, how should we respond as believers to what Paul is saying in these first two verses? How should we respond? What is the answer? What is the response here? So I want to take you through three points this afternoon. And the first one on your outline is, we should respond by sacrificing. Everybody say sacrificing. sacrificing. And that hurts when you say that, right? Because you know it's going to be painful. How many know sacrifice hurts? It's painful. Some of you have had to sacrifice with, with uh, many things. It could be dietary. It could be financially. It could be uh, in relationally. It could be housing. You've had to sacrifice. I've shared the story where we, we sacrificed and we lived, all three, all four of us and our dog in an 858 square foot home. And you know what my kids tell me to this day? That was the best time they've had ever in that house. And so now that we're in a larger house, you'd think they'd be better blessed, but they loved that time in that little house. Amen. And that was because it was a sacrifice to get something later. Amen. So in this verse where Paul is speaking, you have to remember that at that time, when Paul used the word sacrifice, they were still giving animal sacrifices at this time. So the natural thought for people was an animal sacrifice. They were sacrificing sheep, goat, and so forth. Paul's time, animals were used as a sacrifice, as an offering to God. But the Apostle Paul here in this chapter, he's painting a picture in our minds so that you and I will grasp this. 
He's, he's wanting to paint this picture that we are to give ourselves as a living sacrifice, not offer up an animal anymore, a dove or, or a bird or, or some beast of the earth. God, here's the thing, God may not require us to die for him. How many know that 11 of the 12 original disciples all died a death? Judas, we know, hung himself. The other 11, actually 10, were martyred. Except for John was the only one that survived and lived a long life. And there, do you think it's a coincidence that he was the beloved one? The, the one that loved the Lord? I don't think that's a coincidence, amen? So you want to live long and, and prosper? Not only do you honor your parents, but honor the Lord. Amen. Number one, amen. God always asks us to be a, 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 to sacrifice for him. You see, what God does ask us to do is to live for him, to live for him every day. We are to die to our selfish um, things that we want in our life and live for him every single day. And I'm not saying that you can't go out and, and be good to yourself. No, I believe that you should be good to yourself. If, if you see that nice pair of shoes, buy those nice pair of shoes as long as you can afford it. If you see that nice purse, Michael Coors, coach bag, whatever it is, go buy yourself that bag, my sister Gloria. I mean, whatever it might be. Amen, amen. <laughs> but we must learn to give him our entire being, all of our heart, all of our love, all of our talents, our energy. Give them all to him, amen, as living sacrifices. You know, God always asks for what seems impossible to us. Have, have you seen that in your life? Well, Lord, I don't know if I can do that. Lord, I, I can't get up and speak in front of people. Lord, how am I going to do this? How am I going to lead a homeless outreach? I've never done that. God seems to ask the impossible. But how many know God gives you the strength and the wisdom to be able to do those things? Amen. He gives us the, the abilities as we become a living sacrifice to him. So what does it mean to be a living sacrifice? Well, it means to serve him in a thousand, in 10,000 small little ways. Every day, from the moment you get up till the time you put your head to bed, there are literally hundreds and a thousand ways to glorify him, to worship him. The Lord is asking each of you today, to die to self, to die to self, and live for him in every small decision we make. You know, it's the small steps you take that create who you are, that create the character of who you are. It's that's called integrity. If you don't have integrity, you can't be trusted, amen? How many know that? But when you have integrity, people can trust you and look to you and. And character is built that way. It's taken, it's built by taking small steps, one step at a time. Now, here's the problem with sacrifice. I, I, I don't know about you, but I love desserts. Let's just talk about one sacrifice that's very difficult for me. I love desserts. Anybody with me? Love sugar right here. I know my mom's like that, but there's raise your hand again. Let's be loud and proud. Come on, right here. There we go. That, that's what I'm talking about. You're my people. You can come over to my house anytime, and you can invite me to your house anytime, because I know you're going to have sugar in your house. But here's my problem. 
I live, or excuse me, I work for a company, a food company in Napa, and we're surrounded by, some of the employees are chefs, they're pastry chefs, and they bring the best food to work every single day, and oftentimes it's sugar. I mean like 90% of the time it's got sugar in it. And they put it in our kitchen, we have a commercial kitchen, and whether they bring it, and if they don't bring it, they go to places like Sweetie Pies here in Napa, it's a well-known bakery, or Le Paris from Napa or American Canyon. Uh, some of these places have fabulous desserts. That's when they get lazy, they go out and buy that stuff. But normally they're making it, and how many know when it's made, it's made with love and care and it's so good. And it's just sitting there in a pretty box and I come up there on a Monday or a Tuesday morning, I go grab my coffee and I'm looking at that going, Lord, help me, help me. Okay, I'll just get one. And then I stop there. I don't go back later. I just get one. And uh, I have a hard time saying no to sugar. And that's a sacrifice for me. I get it. I should sacrifice better. I should learn to do that better. But it's so hard to say no. And everyone that raised their hand said, Amen. Amen. It's so hard to say no. And for some of you, that sacrifice could be something else. It, it could be whatever that is for you, a sacrifice. And it's so hard to sacrifice those things. Now, realize this is a choice. We all make choices every day. In fact, Today, before you even got here, you've made hundreds of choices. Obviously, one of the choices you made was to come here. Amen? As a living sacrifice, you chose to be here. You could have been anywhere else in your nice air-conditioned home. Hopefully, you have air conditioning. Or you could have come to church as you did. For some of you, giving up sugar may not be a sacrifice at all. But even though it's a small thing, it requires a real sacrifice. So what, let me ask you, what is difficult for you to sacrifice? Think about that for a second. What area is hard for you to die to self? Maybe it's sacrificing some TV time. Maybe some of you spend too much time, as my high school teacher used to call it, the boob tube. He used to call the TV the boob tube because there's really nothing good on TV. Maybe some of you spend too much time in, in front of that box. Maybe some of you spend too much time on social media, looking at other people's lives, scrolling through other people's lives instead of living your own life. Or maybe you can sacrifice sleeping in, because some of you love sleep. And maybe you can sacrifice that so you can have more time to pray, more time to read the Word of God. Maybe you can sacrifice your own comfort and possible fears in order to share the good news with a friend. I love uh, on Friday night when we had our, our prayer and worship night, uh, Brother Victor was, he shared and, and he said that, because he loves to share the gospel with people that he encounters and he calls them bullets, he likes to have bullets. And he mentioned that and so I brought some bullets and they're in the back, he was talking about tracks, passing them out. So I've got a bunch of tracks out there so that, because I want his gun filled with bullets, amen? The gospel gun right there. I'm not talking about any other kind of gun. So I want him to be able to do that. What is it that's causing you to sacrifice or be uncomfortable in your life? I want you to look at that, think about that, because God calls us to sacrifice every day of our life. 
Let's look at Luke chapter 16. The Gospel of Luke, written by Dr. Luke, I might add. Chapter 16 and verse 10, listen to the words that he uses here. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. How many would say a big amen to that? Amen. amen. Yeah, especially that last part. Whoever is dishonest with very little will be dishonest with very much, with a lot. If you ever ask yourself, Lord, why don't I have what I should have? Well, learn to manage what you have and God will give you more. Amen? Amen. You see, if you sacrifice in the little things each day of your life, I'm talking the little things that, that from the moment you raise your head off the pillow, and then when God asks you to make a big sacrifice for him, it becomes so much easier, easier to say yes. But it starts with the little things. It starts with the very little things. Amen? See, so number one, we respond by sacrificing. That's how we do it. That's the life of a believer, is sacrifice. So the next question is, well, why do we sacrifice? And that leads me to our second point. We sacrifice because He sacrificed, amen? amen. We sacrifice because He paid the ultimate price. How many would agree with me today that our modern society is selfish, naturally selfish? It's all about the unholy trinity, right? Me, myself, and I. That's the unholy trinity, in case you didn't know that. And that's why I believe it becomes extremely hard to sacrifice, because the culture, that unholy trinity, me, myself, and I, is rampant. It's all around us, and it's just about us. I mean, I go on and on. There's many times at work, I, and how many can relate to this, where people will say and go buy something and say, well, that's not my job, right? They'll walk right past that. Somebody here just said, yeah, I see that. It may be just a piece of litter, and somebody will walk by that. Well, that's not my job. I'm not the janitor. How many know what I'm talking about? That's the selfish culture we live in. If you call yourself a believer, you should be the first one to pick that up if it's garbage. If, if you see a need, as best as you can, try to fill that need. Now, the problem is, this is why it becomes extremely hard to want to sacrifice because we see everybody else just ignoring, 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 and ignoring. And then the question then is, why should I sacrifice myself for God? Why, why should I sacrifice? Let somebody else sacrifice. But the Apostle Paul reminds us when we sacrifice, he said in, the, in those first two verses, by the mercies of God. It's not by your power or your strength. You're sacrificing by the mercies of God. Other translations say it, in view of God's mercies. Can we get the AC back on? Thank you very much. So we have to realize it's not just your power. It's not just your strength, amen? How many are thankful for that? That God gives us the strength to sacrifice. Amen. It's because of what God has done for us. You see, he's not asking us to do something impossible or something that he's not willing to do. The father sent his son to die on the cross. He sacrificed his only begotten son, the Bible says. 
And here we're afraid to be living sacrifices. We don't have to go to a cross. Amen. See, the Lord gives us his word, his spirit. He gives us our lives, our church, and joy unspeakable and so much more. Amen. Every day of your life, you are blessed beyond measure. Amen. Every one of you that were able to raise your head from a pillow this morning and be able to come here in a vehicle and drive here in an air-conditioned vehicle, you are blessed and highly favored. Can I remind you of that today? Amen. You see, the Creator sacrificed Himself after His creation. He sacrificed Himself after His creation. So shouldn't we, as the creation, sacrifice for the Creator? Think about that. Of course, that's the logical thing to do. Now, I said it earlier, you'll never be able to pay God back for what He's done for you. And you shouldn't attempt to want to pay Him back. All He's asking us to do is, our reasonable service should be this, to be a living sacrifice. Our re that's all He expects of you. That's your, that's your duty, you know, when you have kids in your house, you expect them to clean up after themselves. You expect them to put their dirty clothes in the hamper. You expect them to make their beds. You expect a certain minimum standard. Amen. And that's what God is saying. What he expects of us. Amen. I, I want to turn to another scripture in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. Again on your outline. But in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Wow, that is so powerful to know that, that Christ loved you so much, even when you were a sinner, he went to the cross because he loves you. He loves all the creation that's out here. Amen. He loves everyone that's lost out in this world. You can't say there's nobody, that there's anybody in this world that God does not love. You cannot say that. Because Christ died for us while we were still sinners. Yes. Let me look at it this way. Help you to look at it this way. Some of you have a mortgage. Some of you have rent every, every month. Imagine if someone, a friend of yours, came by and said, I want to pay your mortgage for, off completely. How many right now would just throw a happy dance for that right there? All of you would. Or they want to pay their rent, your rent, for a whole year. And then they want to take any credit cards you have and pay them all off. And then they want to take your auto loan, if you have an auto loan, and pay that off. How many are doing a happy dance right there? I think that's all of us, amen? Yeah. Well, a friend who would be extremely wealthy and, and paid your debt for you, you'd be willing to do anything for that person. How would you respond what sacrifices would you make for that person? You would gladly make sacrifices for him or her in view of that person's mercy towards you. So why do we sacrifice? We sacrifice because he sacrificed. Amen. He sacrificed. So the next question I have for you is, what does sacrifice involve? Okay, well, I'm learning what, what I need to do, but what does it involve here? And this is the most important part here. Third point, sacrifice is worshiping. Say that with me. 
Sacrifice is worshiping. Now we get to the point of what Paul was trying to convey here in Romans chapter 12. That you and I were created to worship. Yes, you can be a talented fabricator like my brother Reuben, who's probably talented in fabrication with metal than anybody else I've ever known. Or, or like my brother-in-law Bobby, with, when it comes to stonework, brickwork, that man does amazing things. But God called you to do something above and beyond that, and that is to worship Him. Amen? You were created to worship Him. Paul says that presenting your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice is your spiritual service of worship. Or in other versions, your reasonable act of worship, amen, of service. That is what we were created to do. I want to have you take a peek in heaven of what worship looks like. How many have ever thought, man, it'd be great to see what heaven looks like? I want to give you a glimpse of that in Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 and 12. This is the, the revelation that John wrote. In verse 9, after this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. He's talking about heaven. From every nation, every tribe, people, and language. Kind of like American Canyon here. Standing before the throne and before the Lamb, they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worship God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. So question is, what is going on in heaven? Worship is going on in heaven. This is something that you and I have to look forward to. And so let me tell you this right now. If you can't like worship here while we're on this earth, you're going to have a difficult time in heaven, let me tell you right now. Let's learn to become worshipers of God while we're here on this earth so that we'll be ready to worship Him in the sweet by and by. Amen? Amen. Amen. See, this is God's highest calling for you. It's God's purpose for you and I. He created us for the purpose of worshiping Him. Everything else is cake. Everything else is just a bonus. It's our highest calling, our highest goal. So what is the chief purpose of mankind? Why were we created here on this earth? It is to glorify God and in the process, enjoy Him forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Let me ask you this. If I were to ask each of you what it means to worship Him, some of you might say, well, it's the praise and worship that takes place on Sunday afternoon at our church or in Sunday morning services throughout the world. And you wouldn't be wrong necessarily, but if our purpose is to glorify God forever and ever, and we only do that on Sundays, we're missing the boat completely. Amen? We're missing the boat because 
to praise and worship Him for 25 minutes, 30 minutes, and that's all you're doing? We're falling short. You weren't created just to worship for 25 to 30 minutes. You were created to worship Sunday through Saturday and every day and 24-7. Let every word I speak, let every act I do glorify God. Amen? Amen? So not only should there be a corporate worship like we did Friday night at our home, Sunday here today, but there has to be also a personal time of worship. I hope and pray that every single one of you have a personal time of worship where you and God just get alone and, and close off every thought, every worry, every anxious thought, every fear, and just you and God get alone and you watch Him go to work and remove those fears, remove that anxiety from your life. Amen? Amen. We have to learn to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to God not only in our actions, our behavior, but in our words. The very words we speak have to be a sacrifice to God. Sometimes that means zipping this and not saying what you want to say, because we've all been there. Sometimes we want to say certain things and we just hold back. That's called wisdom. That's called sacrifice, because the Lord wants us to be a living sacrifice to Him. This afternoon, as, as we close, I want to take you to a scripture in Isaiah chapter 29 and verse 13. The book of Isaiah in verse 13 says this, The Lord says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. You see, worshiping God doesn't come just from the songs we sing with our lips, but it comes from the heart. Amen? Amen. The Lord in, in the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 24, says that He desires those that worship Him in spirit and in truth. That means with your mouth and with your soul, with your heart. He wants all of you, not just this, Anybody can do this. What this scripture is telling us is that if you choose to be selfish and serve yourself instead of serving God, you're then living for your own desires instead of living for the desires of God or to glorify God. And then you show up on Sundays and we give them that 25 minutes or 30 minutes of worship. And you shout God's praises, but that's it. How do you think God would view that? Let's look at Isaiah 29, 13 again. These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. And that describes a lot of churches, people, they just do what man has taught them, rules that they've been told, instead of coming from their heart. As believers, we have to recognize that every moment of every day, from the time we get up, is a moment of worship. It's an opportunity to worship the Lord. And I love what the late pastor Jack Hayford 
who was a great man of God, one of the greatest uh, men of God in our modern times. He passed away earlier this year, but he said, talking about worship, he said, worship changes the worshiper into the image of the one worshiped. Let me say that again. Worship changes the worshiper into the image of the one worshiped. Are you getting it? Why he wants you to worship him? He wants you to become more like him every day. And you do that as you become a living sacrifice, as you deny the flesh, as you deny yourself and you say, Lord, I want you. I choose you. I choose more of you. And then you become more and more like your Savior. Amen? It's possible to live our lives differently if we live with the understanding that every choice and every word that you say is an act of worship to God. And I want to encourage you that each of you begin each day. In fact, from the moment you leave here, Going forward, think about how you're going to worship the Lord with every moment given to you. Let me tell you, life is not granted, is not, is not given to every one of us, and you can't take it for granted. So use it wisely, amen? Use it wisely. In simple, everyday things like waiting in traffic on Highway 29 without complaining. Lord, thank you that I have a vehicle to drive to work, to drive to Walmart. Lord, thank you that I have to stand in line for 20 minutes because Walmart can't afford to pay enough cash, cashiers to work in this store. Lord, thank you. Be a blessing instead of turning that around and saying, Lord, why did I come here? Looking away from something indecent and instead praying for that situation. Speaking kindly to those that don't speak kindly to you. It's an act of worship. Those are all small things. You, you think, well, it must be, I, I gotta be singing to the Lord. No, it's your lifestyle. How are you giving to the Lord in your, in your actions and in your words? And for believers, go ahead and stand with me at this time as we're gonna close. But, but for believers, which is all of you here today, this is what being a follower of Jesus is all about. Self-sacrifice. It's a lifestyle. It's not merely about going to church or just praying words from your lips, giving them lip service. It's a lifestyle. It's not about following some man-made rules for your life. It's about living a life of worship to God through personal sacrifice and holiness. And guess what? That's going to look different for each of you. God calls each of you differently. Paul speaks on that. For some, this may be sin. It may cause a brother to stumble. For others, it's not. God calls you each individually because he calls you individually. Amen? Self-sacrifice. How many are going to join me in that journey of just living a deeper walk? Walking and saying, Lord, I choose to be a living sacrifice to you each and every day from this moment on. Raise your hand if that's you today. I, I, I pray that God, that you see these hands raised today. 
And I pray, God, that you would honor them. That, Lord, that you would give them the strength, the wisdom to be able to become living sacrifices and to come to the realization that we were created, they were created to worship you in everything we do. Lord, we thank you today. We love you today. We're going to close in a song this afternoon, so if you want to close today and join us in worshiping him as we close today.